for Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and Jerusalem's sake I will not be quiet until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall, shall see your righteousness and all kings and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken and your land shall no more be turned, termed desolate. But you shall be called my delight is in her and your land married for the Lord delights in you and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. O your walls, on your walls, O Jerusalem, I have set watchmen all the day and all the night. They shall never be silent. You who put the Lord in remembrance, take no rest and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm. I will not again give your grain to be food for your enemies, or foreigners shall not drink your wine for which you have labored, but those who garner it shall eat it and praise the Lord, and those who gather it shall drink it in the courtyard, in the courts of my sanctuary. <coughs> go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, clear, clear it of stones. Lift up a signal over the peoples. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, daughter of Zion, behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. And they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be sought out a city not forsaken. Isaiah 62. And as we read the prophets, the Lord reveals to us that he's talking about the last days. And he's talking about when he's going to, in this scripture right here, particularly God is talking about a holy nation that he's redeeming to be his kingdom on earth. And this was his master plan love story from the beginning of time when he created time it was on the second day i believe we talked about i could be wrong on which day day it was but god created time as a, a tool of measurement and he had a specific beginning and end in this love story that he's been writing and the bible has been the last part of the bible that was written two thousand years ago that's why his word is alive, because <clears throat> the Bible still speaks to us today, and it's it's a living word, so his word is alive in us, because his word is, his word is light, and his word is a path unto our feet, so his holy, the Holy Spirit uses the word of God as we read it to enlighten us toward his truth, toward his story. And toward his love and it's all a love story and his plan for redemption to bring his bride to him to rule and reign with his bride and that's what he's preparing us for and to be ready for the, the 
bridegroom and he is the bridegroom and we're his bride and the picture of marriage is such a beautiful metaphor that he has for the bride of Christ which is his church which is us we are family in Christ we have one we are to be of one spirit the holy spirit and to have the mind of Christ and that the mind of Christ is a mind that the holy spirit is convicting me of it is that it's one of holiness and that has to do with the word being if the word holy if if you if that's an uncomfortable word for you holiness or you don't understand it that's okay and and it's just to come to an understanding and we know that understanding is is the beginning of wisdom you have to seek understanding in in situations and and why things are the way they are if you're going to get set free of any sort of strongholds you have over your life you have to understand what's causing them so the word brings to light things that were made that are hidden in the dark in the in the spiritual world the, the word of god is our sword and i've talked about taking up your sword because it is a real battle it's a spiritual battle and it's it's more real than the things that are actually seen the spiritual world we are spirit is more real than what we can see i believe that i believe that i I, I know it and and once you experience it then you'll know it too once you start to experience the spiritual world because you are a spiritual person whether you believe it or not we're all spiritual we're mind body and spirit so we can't separate our spirit from our body I don't believe that we can and so until we get a new heavenly body which God that's what he's preparing for us in his return so that's something to be really excited about <laughs> and it's not I mean if it if you if you if it does scare you it's okay it's it's just the hope that we're we're banking on is his return and it's a joy to Imagine that being in a place without tears and really not John Lennon's way in that song was they had an idea of what heaven would be, but God is the light and God is bringing heaven to earth. And here we go. So we're going to keep diving into some scriptures and really it's a love story i have nothing i mean i have other things that i'd like to to study and read and read but i know that the main message is that jesus is alive he is risen and his spirit is available to you and he invites you into a relationship with him where you are are reading his word and praying and and your spirit is is understanding that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you at different times, and and that's and the way that we have that we have that is because the Holy Spirit is one of conviction, and the Holy Spirit is also of 
empowerment. The Holy Spirit is power. The Holy Ghost is gives you access to the power of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we have authority to cast out spiritual strongholds in our lives and the lives of others and to to use the name of Jesus and healing is going to happen and we we have to believe that that his power is alive in us because if the holy spirit's dwelling in us and and we are the holy spirit is holy because he's a holy spirit and to be holy means set apart and the message of today is in order to do that in order to be a dwelling place for the holy spirit we have to be holy because god said be holy because i am holy and it's an invitation to holiness and it's like that boat ride I talked about getting to the other side of the island or getting to the other island you have to get across the ocean and in order to do that you have to paddle because the ferry ride is only going to ever get you halfway so it's a long rowing ride but then and maybe not for some of you maybe a lot of people are really maybe you, you have holiness in in all areas of your life and I know I don't I have areas God is showing me that um where showing me so kindly not in a, a condemning or shameful way but just what his picture of beauty is and what his picture of holiness is and we are all what it boils down to is love is that we're all brothers and sisters in Christ and <clears throat> We have to respect each other and love one another with with those eye with that lens is that we're family and we are one and so we want to give everybody and <clears throat> whoever people are married to that respect of of brotherly love and Jesus talks about brotherly love and so does and Paul and talking about we are beloved and they're calling each other beloved in the letters and so everyone it's the the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost and that kingdom is available that's that's the whole point of of jesus dying on the cross is that we could die to our spiritual sin our that brings death and be alive in our spirit that which is flesh is flesh and that which is spirit is spirit so there's this whole dying part that we have to do we have to die to our flesh and it's uncomfortable and it's not you could lose friends you could lose relationships you could lose um you could lose i don't know maybe you might have to change your job or um I don't know maybe you might have to change the way you do something or or how you present yourself or but the thing is it's that God sees what <clears throat> it's not just what people think about us our number one love is is what God thinks of us 
even if we don't realize it. We all have a first love, whether we've ever met him or not. Jesus was our first love. And he want, and he's jealous for you. The Holy Spirit wants to dwell inside of you. And he has he's looking for a dwelling place that is that's one that he can dwell in and he's the holy spirit so he's calling us to holiness and that's really only out of love and kindness that he does that and it's so good and he that's and he's so good and that's why because he just he calls you back to light to himself to goodness and to love and we know that what defiles a person is what comes out of their mouth and that's what Jesus said for out of the heart come evil thoughts murder adultery sexual immorality theft false witness slander these are what defile a person but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone and so talking about this thing that's uncomfortable to talk about is sin is that we're all sinners and we don't we're not expected to be perfect but we are expected to follow Jesus and that's what he calls us to he calls us to follow him and he's going to i mean that's he was a he was a fisherman he was a carpenter he was a preacher Jesus <laughs> He calls us to to follow him and he's going to take care of us and that's the like that's the greatest joy is that he has a plan on um, and so many things he wants to show you but his plan he works out with our choices and it's it's a beautiful dance that we have and sometimes we need to let you know it he always needs to be the lead dance partner and we're following him and then it's just going to be so fun. <laughs> oh man. So in the book of Matthew we'll carry on here. In the book of Matthew chapter 13 Jesus says that in the parable of the weeds, he says that just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will be the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and of lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the, their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. He who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind and when it was full men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers but threw away the bad 
So it will be at the close of the age, the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes, and he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. Oh, there's a lot of metaphors and parables. Jesus always talked, <clears throat> well, most often he talked in parables, and a lot of people didn't understand what he was saying. And I believe that once... I believe once they had access to the Holy Spirit, they understood and this Jesus' teachings were revealed to his disciples because I don't think they got everything even while they were walking with him. And that's, I mean, they're just humans like me and you. And he, they were willing and then, and then they were changed, right? These were all changed people. And they dropped everything they did and they were doing to follow him. And it was a process for them of dying to their flesh. <clears throat> because remember at first they were fighting over who was going to still sit next to Jesus. And then he had to talk to them about humility and sitting in the back. And, and so they weren't even, they're just... I mean, think about where you're at and then think about where they're at and what you would do. And, and they're just people and God uses them for such incredible, great things. He, but Jesus is always telling his disciples and those whom he loves, which is everyone, do not be afraid. And I've watched some great movies over the last couple weeks about eradicating fear and how fear is the opposite of love and the more we fear the absolute less we love because we start making decisions and choices based on their fear-based decisions even if we don't recognize them <clears throat> and that there are two kingdoms there's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of dark and the kingdom of darkness is ruled by fear through lies lies that you have to open up your spirit to see what what is truth and what is a lie and one lie that I believe we live under is this this lie that it's it's okay to disrespect one another and my parents I'm very blessed to have parents that taught us to respect our brothers and sisters growing up and to respect each other and a husband and wife respecting each other and I, I think we forget to to do that with everyone and to love everyone to love thy neighbor as thyself and loving God and, and loving one another are the greatest commandments of love and he who has not love and everything that we do is but a banging cymbal and a clanging gong unless unless we're loving 
each other and, and loving ourselves and that starts with a place of res- if not love respect same they're t- they're tied into that's like scissors it's love and respect and it's unconditional but even if loving and respecting yourself means removing yourself from a situation that's still love and that's still respect because also you have to respect yourself and the, the message is always love though so maybe that got a little off topic but just looking at where we are spiritually I would say <clears throat> I know that I do have I've just got a whole way to go that's what I'm trying to say I'm sorry I babble a little bit sometimes but what I'm trying to say is I've got a long way to go and I was thinking about <clears throat> some of these the opposite of love when I I was watching I'm watching right now the trilogy of Lord of the Rings and I'm loving it of course we get into that and and Gollum is so my precious my precious and oh it's so creepy how but that's what like our flesh is like right like serve myself serve me oh like our inward is like a golem you know that's why jesus calls it filthy rags it's like whoa that's you know what's over that's rotten over there that's like oh that was a little bit uh this is just a could be anything like well thinking of the seven deadly sins Oh, a lying tongue, <clears throat> proud eyes, no, innocent bloodshed, a heart that devises wicked plans. Oh, no, that was a Proverbs. Sorry. Um, I was thinking of just things like, uh, I think there's slothfulness is one, La- so lazy, unwilling to help. Like, these are all things I've seen in my life. Not, I mean, like, just when I think about it, like, oh, why wasn't I doing that? or uh, lack of self-control, gluttony, um, like I, like even things, oh, I don't want to get into it too much here, but there's, there's lust, there's greed, there's pride, self-righteousness, and how can we even begin to see these things in our life unless we accept responsibility for our lives and begin to see our own self-righteousness we have to god in his mercy shows us that first because it's you gotta you know get washed so you can see and and then so we have a lot going on that reflects rome of the ancient times i just went to rome i was very blessed to get to do that for the first time last year first and only and I got to see the Vatican and the this the Colosseum and oh my what a place of torture the Colosseum and, and how evil that place was in idolatry and drunkenness drunkenness and built on the backs of slaves and just the corruption and the politics that was going on and the free wine and what they did to the young boys and the torture and 
I'm sorry to if that was if you have children and are listening to that, but um, if you know much about Roman ancient culture, they had every modern convenience. They had air conditioning and they had plumbing in the Colosseum even, and <clears throat> they had just they lived off entertainment, right? And they really did. They had shopping malls right next to the Colosseum, and they got to the and they were so civilized right that's what they 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 thought everyone else was a barbarian but they were the ones that were crucifying people and 2,000 years later I see on a lot of I don't know just commercials or things I see like just some, some images that come up that, 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 that metaphorically just hurt my spirit, I guess I could say. <sighs> so I think we've got we've, we've got to realize that, like I say, I'm nobody's judge. I'm just seeing things in my own life as the Lord shows me. And I just want to be sold out for Him so that I can so that I can speak truth. And I think that when we are doing our best to follow Jesus and to do what His Word says, then I do believe that we have it's much easier to share Jesus when we're following Him. Because it's like, what are you doing? Well, you're following Jesus. So it just makes sense. And I'm going to be showing the oh, the show, the, the Chosen, on Friday nights. I'm calling it Friday Night Lights. But there is a scene in the movie where episode, I think it's episode four, where Jesus calls Peter the fisherman and he right before he tells this parable that I just read the parable of the net but I noticed in the show when he which is taken from Luke chapter 5 that 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 scene or that exact parable was actually from another gospel from Matthew but they just put it in there interesting it's such a great show but Here's Jesus calling Peter. On one occasion, while the crowd was, and that's Luke 5, was presenting <clears throat> in, or was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink, actually. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. 
For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, from now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. And that's the joy, is that he's calling us to follow him so that we can be also fishers of men. And it's it's because you want everyone to know his loving kindness and goodness. <clears throat> yes, so I was just reading in Philippians 2 that he says, Paul says, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is being. He wanted, he could not wait to be in, um, to be with Jesus. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. I think that Paul and the fact that all the disciples that that they were thinking of just martyrs of back then, martyrs of today, and I just say, like, how far I am from them, and they all gave their lives for, for Christ, and, and that's amazing, that's, Greater love has none than this than to lay down one's life. And I just, I'm thinking about modern love and what is love sometimes. And I think that love is, has to do with some sort of sacrifice. There's, love is shown through sacrifice and when it costs you something. And that's why we know he's loved us the most because he's already given you his life. He's already died for you. And if you could imagine what it's like when, like, don't you feel loved when someone would show up at your house with, like, flowers for you or, like, well, that's, that's a joy. That's not even a sacrifice. But what if somebody, okay, what if somebody gave up their vacation to stay home and watch your kids like well that's so nice (laughs) I don't know say somebody whatever it is that would make you feel so loved but just imagining somebody that says like I'm gonna die this torturous death so that you don't have to so that you can be alive today (laughs) that's the gift that's like what that you're so loved. The message was always love. It's always love. <laughs> it's the love of Jesus. So he says that that Paul says, "He who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ." And it's right for me to feel this way. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel. Do, he says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count yourselves, count others more significant than yourselves. 
and to let each of you look not only to his own interests but also to the interests of others have the mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus who through he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but made himself nothing taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form he humbled himself by by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross therefore god has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed there's that obedience So now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or questioning, so that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights of the world holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be poured I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith I am glad and rejoice with you all likewise you should also be glad and rejoice with me <clears throat> there's an element of sacrifice there and now the gift is to be lights in the world and to be to shine our light and that's the light of love and and goodness and the way that we treat people and the way we talk to people and the way that we love our neighbor and the way that we care for others and our patience and our kindness we can be we can choose kindness always I love that little Cinderella movie with the whole choosing kindness thing. That was so sweet. So, that's pretty much what I have for you today is that we are called to be a light and that all of the Bible is a love story and The beginning is creation and the end is redemption and God's kingdom being made anew. And that kingdom is his kingdom that's alive today in in us when we are following Jesus. So I want to extend an invitation you've been listening and this is the sixth episode of this second season and there's going to be six more but at this point if you would like to receive Christ and ask Jesus into your heart and become born again and filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered to share the gospel to to if you want to grow and learn and in your faith, then I want to pray with you, and I do hope that you would reach out to me, and I would love to pray with you, because the only reason I'm sharing all that I'm sharing about love and respect is because I love you, and I care about 
everyone that I I hope to care more about everyone and my heart is there just out of out of love and so yeah I hope you have a great day and you are also beloved.